0: Guys, hello and welcome back. I'm Georgia Fraser. It's time for a Mojo Injection, episode 131. It's so good to have you here. This is the Mojo Cave where you can jump in. There's no judgment here. We keep it very real. And the desire is just to help you feel better, to help you feel lighter. Um, yeah, just to bring all the good vibes. And I love it. And I love having you here. And this week I'm answering a question I've had quite a lot this year about overstimulation. Whoa, did I experience that? And whoa, are we vulnerable to that if we're not careful? And I wanna talk you through my hints and tips with very, very personal insights as well. Um, But what I would say is at the start of 2020, when my brain and my mind and my body went into full overdrive, I had self-development and spiritual development coming out of my ass. I was totally thinking too much. On top of that, you know, I had people constantly saying, oh, we love your energy. We love your energy. My ego was clearly loving that. So I was trying to help as many people as possible and bring as much good energy as possible without having a level head and putting boundaries in place to, to actually look after myself. And what I needed to do was press pause. And we all need to do that every now and again. And it doesn't have to be at the point where it got super serious and you need to go into hospital like I did. It could just be, you know, the warning signs are there and you need to look after yourself. And you know, for me, I'm a person that feels pretty deeply, right? So if you're like that and you get overstimulated a kind of uh, consequence of that is that you feel really really deeply so imagine you feel really deeply anyway and then you get overstimulated in the mind holy moly it can just all go a bit wrong and i really want to talk through very honestly about my experience some danger zones and yeah i my intention is that something i say sticks and it helps you be more compassionate to yourself and perhaps put boundaries in place or just a reminder that if you're doing all the good stuff keep at it because it works and it's important so yeah, just me this week and it's really lovely to be here so welcome get comfortable press pause jump in and oh it's lovely and if you want to leave a review or if you've got any um sort of questions I have opened that up I'll be answering more questions in this space you can get me mummyjojo.com you can email me mummyjojoblog at gmail.com or hook me up on social at Jojo where I will be dipping in and out of of course with boundaries Uh, because we can be contactable anytime and that was certainly a real issue for me when I was overstimulated and those boundaries were really bad which I've got better at, I'd like to think. Um, The pandemic hasn't given us much of a choice though, has it? Um, But I think that's, in a way, very positive. It's really important that we see the positives as well as the negatives. So, it's good to have you here, guys. Jump in and uh, all the love. Let's do it! Okay, welcome guys. And this week, what I want to do is answer some of your questions. This one is quite a big one. I've had a few questions about overstimulation and how we can kind of look after that module. And obviously for me, I was pretty much the queen of stimulation back in January 2020, when my mind was in overdrive and i want you to think well let's break it down what does it mean to be overstimulated whether you're a child or an adult okay it's more experiences sensations noise um that you can cope with it's more activity that you can cope with so you think of a kid right i think of my own kids after a big party like maybe it's been their birthday and we've really gone out Or think of a baby, you know, passed around, everyone's making a fuss. What happens after that period of overstimulation? And I'm so excited! I actually sang that when I was buzzing off my face. You know, I was using the music to channel how I was feeling at the time when I was in this extreme period of overstimulation. And, you know, it can be a pretty intense time because... What can happen is the symptoms of it manifest in different ways. But for me, I kind of went really high, but there was this side of extreme irritability, which is very common. You know, you think of the kids having a bit of a tantrum after this party, you're wound up, you're overly excited. And you know, when I interviewed the lovely Emma Kendrick on the podcast the other month, she said a beautiful statement ask for roots and wings so we want to stay grounded but obviously it's great to be stimulated and for me it's been a real sort of experience trying to get that balance after going so high and then going low and then being shattered through lockdown and having periods where I was so exhausted so wiped out and it's that thing of being grounded again but not being too afraid to get excited because we are here to live. We're here to be excited. I want to remind you of that. It's a great thing, but it's all about roots and wings, okay? Having that sense of balance, but knowing that you can still fly a little bit and get excited. And I'm really thankful to the questions that I get coming in, and I will try and use this space to answer more of them and to give a little bit of a motivational mojo injection um, in this space, because that's what it's all about, okay? Um, Another thing when you get overstimulated, so you can go really up with the sensory overload, but you can experience like very strong feelings. Now, often think of the song, I just wanna feel, you know, we are here, we want to feel, it's good to feel, right? And sometimes if you're given medication, or if you've gone through trauma or a bad experience you feel like oh it's hard to feel you can feel on autopilot or you can feel numb and you can get swept away right and it's really important that you know we try and do things that help us to feel but when you're overstimulated you have very strong feelings whether they're negative or positive so for me i feel a lot but i'm normally kind of quite Level and it takes a lot to wind me up. It takes me getting really, really hurt to lash out. And friends have said to me over the years, Oh, you're too nice, or you know, you should speak up for yourself. But I have been very good at just kind of let it be, oh, let it be. um With the odd, obviously, diva moment when you're really triggered, or you're tired, or you're not in a frame of mind. But when I was medically and spiritually overstimulated, it was like, oh, I could be extremely agitated in stressful experiences, extremely agitated, so unlike myself. And I think whether you're just overstimulated a little bit or you're overstimulated a lot, it's very easy to snap, to get frustrated. You think you may be triggered at times in the month if you're female and you've got hormones, you you know you may just be triggered by a work project or too much on your plate or a comment someone's made or a trigger that's you know a memory or something that's come up. We can all be triggered and we can all get wound up. but when you build on that overstimulation right and it gets to a point where you're out of control, that's when you may need to really think about that before things get more serious and for the with me, it was like. I'd lost that groundedness. So I had to go into hospital. Um, Now let's break it down. Okay. So sensory overload, this could be touch, sight, hearing, smell and taste, um, feeling deeply as I was saying, running on overdrive. And it is associated with higher dopamine levels, right? So dopamine is one in over 100 neurotransmitters in the human brain, right? And the main brain chemical that motivates us is dopamine. And I've had a lot of chat with, you know, psychiatrists and psychologists in my research before I took on well, And then, you know, getting help and support from them, I've been really asking them. So uh, I've, dopamine, there's so much they can't explain. So I'll say, well, how exactly is the medication that you gave me, how did that exactly help? What is it doing to my brain? And you know, they would talk about dopamine in the receptors and trying to chill that out a bit, but they couldn't really explain, you know, there's still a lot that we, you know, science can't explain. And I guess sometimes that's just taking time. And for me, what it's done is it's it's kind of toned that dopamine down. So if that's the main brain chemical that motivates us, I would say that one, I'm living through a pandemic, two, I'm um kind of been having medication that's toned it down there's been moments that I felt really demotivated and I found it like part of me is missing part of me is got a bubble around it of feeling so maybe I don't cry as much and um, to films or maybe I don't feel as much as I'd like to. And I have to use toolkits while I'm coming off this medication um, to, to get that sense of feeling. Because we all want to feel, but it's that balance, right? Between feeling, but not getting overstimulated. Roots and wings. Really good one for you to keep in your mind as you listen to this. Roots and wings. Now, perhaps you're the other way around and you just feel a bit uh, You wanna feel more and perhaps that's medication or stress or just you've lost your mojo in the pandemic. What can we do to get more dopamine in our life? Um, Meditation and prayer, sleep, good sleep, music, going for a massage, you know, really going into the senses, right? Um, There's so many things we can do to get more dopamine in. Um, And it's just having that balance that's right for you but I want to talk about something that really triggered me and that was the pressures on social media because I love social media in ways you know I've met amazing people it allowed me to build a brand to make an awful lot of noise around mental health mental well-being and really reach people and um, just the messages I got on there blew me away and I put a lot in my first book about you know feedback is incredible and it's an amazing platform to be able to use your talents and put your message across and use your voice for change and it's brilliant if you're a thought maker if you're creative if you want to connect if you're going through something you can meet people there's incredible parts but there's also the part of overstimulation when you go on right And more and more people are doing it now, right? More and more people are using their voice and new generations are coming through and it's a very, very noisy place. And I find when I was in overstimulation mode, I was kind of vulnerable because loads of people would reach out, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? Can you help me with that? And I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to help everyone. And to the point that I was just saying yes to everything. And then I'm going, what am I doing? I need boundaries. And I think if you're like a person that feels deeply, boundaries can be hard, right? Because you are you want to like say how you feel, you want to help people, you want to love, you want to feel, right? But it can be dangerous because if you don't put those boundaries in place, you are going to go into overdrive. Now, maybe you just check your phone and you can look and if you're on social media, or maybe it's something else that's stimulating you, right? But we'll talk about social media for now. If you look and you see how many hours you're on there, you know, I started having a competition with hubs to see who has the least hours on it, right? And the person who has the least gets a prize. So I'm not saying don't enjoy it and use it, but I think boundaries on there are completely so essential because you can get sucked in, right? You go on there and you see hundreds of posts and then you start to think, I forgot their birthday. I should message to that. I should message to that. And then you just like, ah, where does it stop? Where does it stop? So perhaps limiting that, you know, to having a couple of days off it or having one hour a day where you're active on it. I see people say just post, don't scroll, but it is a social place. So I think, well, it's nice to sort of be inspired by other voices and, and, and listen and learn and use it as a creative place and a place of connection. That's positive. But just know your boundaries on there. Because when I was really in peak overstimulation, I lost them all. And I was available. And I was buzzing. And I was so overstimulated. I think we have a responsibility now to really talk about this. Because it's a stimulating place. And a lot of people are getting overstimulated, right? So how do we counteract that? Sometimes what we need to do is step away and get that oxytocin hit, right? step away from the dopamine, to step away from all those kind of triggers and all those ways of excitement. But there's ways that you can get excitement, but oxytocin as well. Getting out in nature, you know, all the things I speak about all the time, you know, for me, like, although I feel I've worked hard to really be grounded, like going in the reservoirs and the lakes and the locks and the water, it grounds me, but I also get that feeling of, Buzziness, roots and wings, like I'm flying, the cold water's epic, but putting my feet in the sand or on the rocks and being in nature grounds me. So having a practice like that, you know, I'm about to go for a run and I know that, you know, I'll be feeling grounded running out in nature, but I'll also get those endorphins at the end so it's knowing like how can we stay grounded in the body and not that, that let that overstimulation get to us too much? How do we prevent ourselves from being that kid after a big party who's gone off on one? What do we need to do? What would you say to a young child who's completely overstimulated? You know, you'd give them a hug, you'd maybe just go and encourage them to do some reading or just to um watch a movie or just to have some quiet time and just have some rest and to switch off. And I guess with this, I'm giving you permission to just switch off for a bit, to not always have to be in that overdrive state, you know, and don't get me wrong, I do miss it sometimes. Like some days I'm like, where's my motivation? I want to be that person again, who wants to do everything and la 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 la. But sometimes I go, no, like, We've all got stuff, we're in recovery from a pandemic, which is still ongoing. I'm in recovery from an extremely overstimulated body and brain and mind and soul. And it's it's listening to what you really need and and cultivating a lot of kindness there and compassion and saying like, drop the pressure. You know, I was chatting to someone recently about their perfectionism, their you know, desire to be a perfectionist all the time and I was saying you know perfection and perfectionism and um, mental health you know they're linked and my advice was just lower your standards right now you know you've got a toddler you've got young children lower your standards it's okay sometimes to lower your standards to look after that mojo to look after that little still place where You know, you can still feel and you can still experience, but you're not putting yourself in danger of getting totally overstimulated. And overstimulation, it may not necessarily look like it did in me. You know, I have this sort of agitated side behind the scenes, but absolutely buzzing and flying. Everyone's experience of it will be different, you know? You might just be totally wound up. You might not be shown symptoms of excitement. And I want you to think about about this on all levels. Obviously, my experience in January 2020 was really extreme. But I think every day, right, if I'm feeling overstimulated, like if I'm running around buzzing about, if I'm spending too much time on my phone or on my screen, every single day it's kind of like, what can I do now to just have that quiet time and have that, groundedness if you're flying too much and the wings are flapping how can we get the roots in there as well every single day roots and wings do things that help you to fly you know use music protect your sleep meditation prayer massage exercise all these great tools we have while swimming And a lot of you are writing to me to say that you're doing wild swimming now, which is amazing. That's why I share these posts, right? Because it works, not because it's some trend and it looks cool to post pictures. No, I mean, it does. I love taking the pictures in the water, but no, it's because it works. It's scientifically proven to work. And I want more people to do things that work, to try things, to give things a bash and to, to challenge yourself but in a way that works for you and whatever you have going on. So yeah, quite a few messages about sensory overload and, and also just perhaps people worrying that their friends are going through a period of mania um, or they're going through some kind of spiritual breakdown or breakthrough. And what I would say is sometimes people who are, you know, when you're in it and you're on the train, you can't see it and others can see it. So listen to feedback you know, for years, people were saying to me, you're so busy. You're so busy. And I was like, no, I'm not. Everyone's just busy, right? You're so busy. And it's like, well, okay, I should have perhaps listened to that a bit sooner and just chilled out a little bit. So listen to feedback from those that know you the most or people you see, and then use that feedback to create your own kind of wellness plan every day and then take steps um but yeah some people are so deep in it that they can't see it and it may just mean you know going easy and, and just being honest with the friend and saying look you, you don't see yourself or you know you've got a lot on your plate or you're perhaps running into decisions you're you perhaps don't have boundaries there just sort of being honest with those because sometimes they, they just can't see it. And the the ones that know us the most are just, have this incredible way sometimes, because they love us, of giving us advice that really lands. Um, so listening, not being afraid to give advice yourself if you, you feel a friend may need it, but obviously it's a case-by-case basis and sometimes people aren't ready to hear it yet and you have to just go gently. Um. But I think in 2021, it's so easy to be overstimulated and we just need to really look out for each other and we need to limit our news intake, limit our social intake, enjoy it, but don't allow it to overstimulate your brain um, and just do things that make you go. Ah. But having said all this, I am going to sing out um, a few lines and I was singing this pausing off my face in January, February, two twenty, But now I can see I'm singing it and I'm finding the wings and I'm like, woo, I love music. But I've also got that groundedness there and I'm thankful for that. I'm thank- thankful for my roots. I'm thankful for the wings. So just be mindful of it. Be mindful that we need both. Don't be afraid to fly and enjoy yourself and dive into the things that bring you joy but just know that you have a body and a mind to nurture and cherish and that you're worth that right on that note let's have a wee song and um Guys, wishing you a brilliant week. Keep the questions coming. Mommy Jojo blog at gmail.com or get me on social at Jojo Fraser Mojo. Um, Fire your questions there. I will answer them in this space as and when. And just a, a nice quick one this week because it's been a very full on couple of weeks. So just, yeah, I wanted to pop on and answer those questions about overstimulation and encourage you to keep talking keep raising awareness about this stuff Um, and you know when i was in the peak of my recovery the psychologists and psychiatrists were like you know what to do because you're you're talking about this all the time and it was true it was like yeah i i know what to do but it's making sure that we practice what we preach as well We all have the answers. We all know what's good. I know all the research. I know what's good for overall health and it's just having the boundaries in place to say this is how I'm actually practicing. This is how I'm actually taking care of myself. These are the boundaries I have in place. This is what I do to help me stay grounded but also keep a bit of motivation there. And I'll share with you, you know, I was on 500 milligrams of mood stabilizing medication. I'm now on a hundred milligrams, and that's come down quicker than the psychiatrist would have liked, but she said, I'm quite persistent. Um, uh, I don't know how it's gonna go. I'll be coming down probably to 50, and my ex only speaks to her every kind of three and a half, four months now. because she says I'm doing well but the problem is then it means I don't get a medication drop but for me personally because they think it was a one-off um, and I'm following all the advice I would like to come off the medication you need to know what's right for you if you're on medication and um, I will share that I'll share how it goes it's gone pretty well so far pretty smoothly because we are doing it very gradually um, and I'll keep you posted on that Um I will say the medication's been amazing for helping me to sleep. Um, I certainly feel like it's helped me a bit with boundaries. Um, And I I feel like perhaps I've just chilled out a lot. And that's probably a really, really good thing. And I hope that I'm well enough to come off it completely. um, And I'll keep you posted. Um, It'll be interesting to see how I feel as I come off it fully. And um, I'll be very kind of cautious but very honest about that process and I'm not anti meds at all but I'm very much for feeling what's right for you and you know doing what protects your mental health but also knowing who you are and yeah just being very um kind to yourself and yeah so I'll keep you posted on that too um right guys Lovely to chat and thank you for being here. Share this episode with anyone you may feel is going through periods of overstimulation. To those of you that have messaged, who have been worried about friends, and um, thank you for sharing the blog. So the blog I wrote was um, in sickness and in mental health and that was probably the longest um, writing piece that I did last year about my experience of overstimulation and the highs and the lows. And also, kind of how it can impact relationships, and I know a lot of you have shared that um, article with people, and it's been great to kind of have that piece of honesty to share with people who are going through it, um, because that's what I want to do. I I want to share kind of the experience to help. And you can also listen to my TED Talk on um, Georgia Fraser. Just put TEDx. It's also on the TEDx website, and that's all about compassion and my experience of going to those highs and just a little snapshot as much as I could say in 15 odd minutes but um you can listen to that and uh, if anyone's going through anything similar I hope that will be of comfort and give you some hints and tips too so on that note let's sing out guys thank you so much for being here I'm wishing you an incredible week loads of good vibes and um all the love be kind to yourself you got this baby Okay, guys, roots and wings, but we need to keep enjoying music in these times. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid it's going to overstimulate you. Tonight's the night we're going to make it happen. Tonight we'll put all other things aside. Give this time and show me some affection. We're going for those pleasures in the night. I want to love you, feel you, wrap myself around you. Want to squeeze you, please you, just can't get enough. If you move real slow, i like you. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I think I I sang that song in January 2020 and I was freaking off my face. I am so excited. I was feeling so excited. I'm so excited. Oh yeah, Pointer Sisters. Really good one for releasing the mojo, guys. Don't fear it and um, keep those roots, but use music to get those wings up there, baby. All the love. Oh yeah. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. Mwah.